You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 36. Do I need mold testing or an inspection if I can visibly see mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are almost halfway through January of 2020, a new decade. Yep, and it's someone's birthday coming up. Too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How old are you going to be? 25? Oh, whatever. Never <laughs> be older. How about that? Well, and it's freezing here in Wyoming. I know I say it all the time. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think it's cold when it's... Uh... <laughs> 45. But yes, it's very cold here. Yeah, (laughs) it's freezing. Freezing is the right way to put it. So we are talking about in today's episode, do I need to do mold testing or an inspection if I can visibly see mold? Now, the thing about it is, and, and I want you to explain it, because if you have a home and you can visibly see the mold, why would you need to hire a mold specialist? You know you have an issue. So you could, there would be a couple different circumstances or scenarios for the most part. I don't recommend, you know, if you're going to do mitigation, I don't recommend that you have it tested. A lot of my clients disagree, but here's what I tell them all the time. And at the end of the day, I tell them, you're the one paying for it. So it's up to you. My opinion is, is that if we can visibly see it, it needs to be addressed. We need to get rid of that mold. So let's take care of it, mitigate it, and then we can run air tests just to make sure we did. Now, if you're a renter, obviously this that's a whole different situation. So you'd have to deal with, you know, we need to know what kind of molds there. Is it toxic? And, you know, a whole slew of things for, for liability issues for the homeowners and all that. So for the most part, the only reason that, in my opinion, that would warrant it 
is if you really wanted to know what kind of mold was there, and if you were a renter, for, for me, it even if you're going to mitigate it, does it really matter what mold types are there? That's tough. I mean, someone yeah. like you that's not a mold specialist? Yeah. Would you care? I mean, like you say in your books, though, wouldn't it matter who's at, in your house, the population, everybody's affected differently? I mean, right. you'd want to, I think, I guess my point is, if I could visibly see mold, I'd still want to have it tested. I'd still want a specialist to come in and tell me what I'm dealing with so I can also assess how it may be affecting different people in my home. Right. So I'd still want to move forward with a specialist, even if I could see it. Right. So that, that, you know, the reason I ask you is because, you know, I just dealt with a client the other day and I said, you know, there's no reason to do what you're wanting done, but if you want to do it, then I'll do it. And so... From what you just said, yeah, that does make sense that, you know, you just want to know because maybe you already know you have a son or daughter or yourself is allergic to certain mold types. So, so yeah, I mean, and I'm not telling our listeners, don't do it. It's a waste of money. Me personally, I just don't feel that it, that it's necessary. But on the other hand, I totally agree with what you're saying. So let me ask you a question then, because <clears throat> if somebody sees visible mold and you go, okay, do I need, if I see it, if I can see it, and sometimes you can really smell it. If mold is, there's a smell to it. You can smell it, especially right. if it's in the bathroom and it's being exposed to humidity and water, moisture all the time. It just creates some, a weird, funky smell. So if you can see it and smell it and that kind of thing. Do you just move straight to mold mitigation at that point? I mean, what what happens next in the gamut of things? No, so that that's a great question because a lot of people, you know, they have that sense of urgency that we have this mold going on. So you mentioned the bathroom. Well, what's causing that? And my my biggest thing is, and it's in my contracts for mitigation, that they addressed what was causing the mold in the first place. Exactly. So going back to the bathroom, you know, what was causing it? It it could be it could be something as simple as, well, you know, our toddler when we used to bathe them, toddlers, um, they would splash all over, you know, and now they're bigger and they, we've taught them not to do it. But in the meantime it caused a mold issue. Yeah. Then yeah, you just get back, you just go in and take care of the mold. Now, if it's a leaking water line behind the wall, you have to actually go in and get that fixed. Exactly. Otherwise, you're just going to be, you're just going to keep paying for mitigation. So, to answer your question, no, you don't just jump to mitigation. You make sure you're addressing what caused it in the first place. And do most mold mitigation experts, do they, do they get to the source of the mold problem or are they just addressing the mold they see? Well, without being disparaging to other companies and my competitors. Um, but from what I've heard, a lot of them just go in and fix the mold because they don't really care what's causing it. They just want that mold job. Which so, is like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound then, exactly. basically. Yep. Okay. So it just, you know, to me it's no different than, let's just say, you know, this is just a medical analogy. You have, you have breast cancer. They check and make sure it hasn't spread. They don't just go in and do a mastectomy. So you got to make sure, you know, you're, you're addressing the whole gamut of things. And as far as CNC contractor services, no, we, we get to the bottom of, you know, 
we use infrared cameras, we use equipment to make sure, or we do our best job to try to make sure we locate what's causing the issue. The reason I bring up the infrared camera is we can see if a water line's leaking behind a wall, we can pick that up with the camera. So for us, yeah, we, like I said, we don't, we're, you know, we do podcasts and all this so that we can educate people. I don't run my business motto, which you know, isn't about how many mold mitigation jobs can we do this year. It's about educating our people. And if we can't educate our clients and, and let them know that, hey, we're here for you, not just here for a job, I think they feel better about, you know, the work we do and what CNC Contractor Services does. Absolutely. So for the person who's in the middle of Wisconsin or Connecticut or Texas and you're not local to them, how do they know if who they're hiring is actually going to look at, do a root analysis of what's going on as opposed to just coming, running some air tests and then jumping straight to mitigation? Well, you know, a lot of it is as far as these podcasts, you know, hopefully I've educated someone you know, that we're not locally close to that they need to look a little further or they can hire me to do consultations over the phone. And that's the thing is, is if you don't do a root cause analysis, that you're just defeating the whole purpose. I mean, do you, when your radiator's leaking on your car, do you just keep putting more antifreeze in there? Some people do. <laughs> Some people do to their but detriment. But you understand my point? I do. You know, when you have a tire going down, do you just keep putting air in it? It's the same concept because yeah. you're just going to keep repeating this process, but it's it's a lot more expensive than putting air in a tire or antifreeze. So, you know, we do phone consultations. And like I just said earlier, we're there for our customers. When I, when I did home inspections, I was very clear and it ruffled a lot of feathers with the realtors. But I was very clear. I wasn't there for a sale of the home. I was there to protect my clients. So if you feel uneasy, just go to our website. You can schedule a consultation and they're not that expensive. And I guarantee it'll be worth your time and money. Well, and I think that's the power of your of your consultations with clients basically across the world. Because mm -hmm. when you consult with a client over the phone, you're not just looking at well, is it visible? What is it? You're actually helping them do what I like to call a CSI investigation, mm -hmm. and you're helping them get to the, the possible root causes. So when they actually have to bring somebody in local to them, they know the questions to ask. They've got pretty much got a mold plan in place. They're ready and they're informed so they know how to move forward, and they can also tell who the right local company is for them. Right, and and that's the thing is, is so... You know, it's no different than, um, you know, and, and what's interesting is you're this way when we go to a doctor. <laughs> you have your list of questions and you, more or less you're kind of putting them on notice that you got your duck, ducks in a row, you know. And and as a homeowner, if if you walk out of the conflict or, you know, get off the phone with a consultation with me and don't have questions for your inspector, you didn't listen to me. Yeah. And once you start questioning that inspector or the mold mitigation company, you're putting them on notice like, hey, I got my eyes on you and I know what I, I hired a guy that's a consultant and you don't even have to tell him, but this is, you're not going to, you're not going to railroad me. And so when you, when you ask them those tough questions, they know they can't just pull the wool over your eyes and say, oh, well, you know, 
it's a fifteen thousand dollar mold job. Just trust me. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, and, and the other piece of it, too, is I think that you bring a very unique background to the mix that they're not going to find in most mold mitigation contractors. You're a general contractor by trade, background and experience, home inspector by trade, background and experience, and mold mitigation expert. So you bring all of that construction, how homes should be built, what's wrong with homes, plus how to inspect homes to the mold world in a way that most people and I won't name the generic industries that do the mop up and the clean up and the mold. Their people don't have that. Right. Right. They, they, they send their people, which is good. I mean, you know, it, it, it's good that they can go, well, all of our technicians are certified. Well, that's fine. You go get certified in, in water restoration or mold mitigation. And that's okay. That's what you do. That's, that's, that's what your profession is. But like you said, you know, we do podcasts. I've written books. I do phone consultations. I have the construction experience. I, you know, have the the home inspection side, mold inspection side, even radon side, mold mitigation side. Not, I have so much to learn. Not that I know it all, but I have many different perspectives, and I've seen it in different ways than like the restoration companies have. I mean, I I don't know. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. You know, those big restoration companies you're referring to don't write books or do podcasts or, you know, it's like what we do. We're we're more on the, I want to be on the preventative side of it. I want to educate people. I don't want to just keep doing mold mitigation. You know, it's, it's to me, it's just kind of the same thing as cancer. You know, we want to find a cure for cancer, even if you're, you know, a, a, a cancer doctor. So that's how I look at what, what C&C brings to the table. We're not out there to make a bunch of money doing mitigation. We want to educate people. Absolutely. And I think that's so powerful and so important. So going back to this whole thing of do I need mold testing or an inspection if I can visibly see mold, should people spend money to run air tests or do swabs? Like I said earlier, I don't I don't think to me it's it's not warranted. Um just to kind of give a quick once over, you know, so an air test obviously is we're testing the air. So we have a little canister that we hook up to an air sampler, or it's a low-volume pump, so it sucks air through that canister, versus a swab's the same thing like a Q-tip. So the air sample, we're running just, you know, in the middle of a room or wherever our clients want it done. When I say wherever they want, we obviously recommend where it should be done, um, which could be, it can be anywhere, depending on what you're dealing with. And whereas a swab is just a Q-tip, and so that's a direct spot. And, you know, going back to the Ermey and Hertz me testing that we just talked about, one of our big things was, is why would you go, you know, wipe or vacuum different, all different areas? It, it's the concept with that is, is it's all contaminated. Whereas a swab, a swab is we have this spot in the bathroom. We can visibly see the mold. So we swab it. We send it to the lab. They can tell us what's there. So once again, if you're going to do something like that, it, in my opinion, a swab is probably a better choice because you're directly taking this sample from this spot versus an air sample. You, if you can't visibly see it, you don't really know where those mold spores are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, if you want to spend the money, it's warranted. But in my opinion, like we said earlier, 
I'm more of the, let's figure out what's causing it. Let's take care of it and, and move on. Exactly. So in that case, based on what you just said, who should somebody hire to do a full mold inspection to figure out the root cause and what to do next? Should it be an inspector or a mitigation company? Uh, usually I recommend your buddy that's a contractor first. <laughs> that was sarcasm, okay, people? Um, so it really depends on the situation you're in, but in my opinion, I would, I would try to not use a mitigation company, and I know this sounds crazy because that's what we do, but here's the reason why. I would go for just a mold inspector that that's all they do. And, and when I say that's all they do, maybe they're, they're, they're a home inspector too, but I would go for somebody that they're an indoor air quality specialist. This is just what they do. They don't do mitigation. That way there's no conflict of interest. Exactly. And does that mean that I don't go do mold inspections and then do mitigation? No, it happens. But when I do it, I tell my clients, get a second bid, get a second opinion, because there's a lot of companies out there that they're mitigation companies and they want that, you know, I would say the average mold job is probably $15,000. Well, of course they're going to want that. <laughs> so they're going to come in, they're going to freak you out and say, okay, just sign right here and we'll charge your debit card or credit card and, and move on. So just be careful of who you're hiring to do it because if they have an interest in the mitigation side of it, you might question their motives. Absolutely. And that conflict of interest is a big deal. Yes, it is. So um, that's something to really consider. Should the, the homeowner, and this is going back to what you just said about people's contractor friend, should the homeowner just take care of the mitigation themselves? Or like you said, have a contractor friend who kind of wants to cut them a deal and do them a favor and do it real quick. Should they do it themselves or have a friend do take care of the mitigation? So I never recommend, um, well, I say this, but I typically would never recommend a homeowner does it themselves just because, you know, we have the proper equipment, we have the expertise, we have this being certified doesn't mean you have the expertise, but for the most part, we have, we follow all the protocols, we have the equipment, we know what we're doing. So, you know, I prefer to not have a homeowner do it. But on the flip side, I tell a lot of our clients, hey, you know, it's going to be very expensive what, you know, we're going to do. And the reason why is, is because we have to follow all these protocols and this and that. Going to the contractor, I hear it all the time, you know, and I'm not being, I come from contractor background. That's the name of the company's constructor contractor services. But a lot of contractors just think, oh, you just go in and cut it out or split, spray bleach on it. And that's just, that's not how it's done. You have to do containment. You have to use air scrubbers, ozone machines, foggers. You have to use the specialized equipment that we use. So if you think you're going to save 10 grand by having a contractor come in and do it, or your buddy that's works for a contractor, be ready to deal with lingering consequences down the road um, if they mess it up. But going back to the homeowner doing it. So per our certification standards, and EPA standards. If it's below 10 square feet, so nine square feet or less, a homeowner can do it. But that window is probably, I'm actually sure because it's code, that's bigger than 10 square feet. 
So keep that in mind. You're talking a really not small a big, not a big three by three all. area. Yeah, not big at so, all. So they can try it, but even if it's a small area, they need to, you know, they have to do a containment. They probably don't have the right chemicals. They don't have an air scrubber. They don't have ozone machines. But that's why I typically tell them you really shouldn't do it even if it's small. Absolutely. And really, doesn't it come down to peace of mind? Would you feel better trying to do it yourself and hoping that you did it right or having an expert come in and handle it and know that it's handled? Exactly. It, and that's the thing is, do you want to be laying in bed at night after you did it yourself with this lingering cough or your kid has this lingering cough? Do you want to be laying there going, did I do that right? Because at the end of the day, you're probably going to have to hire a specialist like us anyways. Exactly. You know, to me, it's it's no different. I'm not a mechanic, but if I don't know what I'm doing, I don't start taking something apart on a vehicle because at the end of the day, I'm going to probably have to pay the mechanic. Exactly. So just get the right people in there to begin with. Okay. And and is that your call to action? Yes. Get- yep. Call the right people. You're, I don't care if your uncle builds multi-million dollar homes. He's not a mold specialist. And if, if that's what, if you want that contractor, remember he builds million dollar homes. He could be causing you a million dollar mold problem. (laughs) Exactly. Well, there it is. That's a drop the mic moment. Thanks everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode of the toxic mold podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.